0: Yeah,
1: looks great in this game. Looks like he, he's drinking from the fountain of youth, man. He looks like it looks like a child again. He looks great. Would he change his number,
0: do you think you could actually like if you saw Eli Manning and Daniel Jones like just hang it out? Would you be able to tell the part the uh, tell the two apart? Oh, they both like, sh- would you be able to like figure it out? They both share the dull stare of a dairy cow.
1: <laughs> Don't they? It's,
0: especially after an interception, it's that glorious face of like. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> I like what, that expression. What what I do.
1: I know. He he just he just looks like a like the same level of doofy, but like the same <laughs> but just younger. That's a great word. Doofy. Doofy. It is. <laughs> it just looks doofy. <laughs> well well I, we can't say the other uh, copyright infringements. We haven't spoken with uh with the owner owner of the copyrights of the original word. So we'll come up with Doofy. Doofy Doofy, doofy isn't a name of a famous uh cartoon character. Is he? You know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Ooh, Eli. Speaking of famous cartoon characters, the Eagles. Yeah. They're good. I mean, they're good at being bad.
1: Yeah! Um, <laughs> what if we just sat in silence and watched football? <laughs> I know, yeah. We are, do, we
0: are recording this on a Sunday. Obviously, there's football on, uh, and of course, the game we get is the Giants and Cincinnati. So and we have plenty of
1: time to talk. Yeah, we we,
0: ha- we got a while. <laughs> we, we got time.
1: We won't be distracted.
0: No, uh, and look, there's nothing worse than watching Giants and Bengals than, you know, maybe talking about the Eagles, I guess. I don't know. Um, and, like... You know the the hard part is is now trying to figure out like where to start with it because it's it's the same things over and over again. We really had our big kind of blowout like what's wrong with this team? Why is it so bad? And I just don't know like where to where to go from here now. Like what uh, what 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 things are are going on with the Eagles that just we weren't talking about last week or the week before or since week one of the NFL well, season? You know it's it's just it's mind-blowing how the same things are happening over and over well I think it's it, it is really
1: starting to solidify that the main problems that are going on it's it is it's front office and I and there's there are there are a lot of people in suits that aren't agreeing with some of the head guys that are on the field with with headphones if you know what I mean I think there's I think there's I think it's without a doubt there's a struggle going on within within the organization without a doubt Without a doubt. And, yeah, well, and, and
0: it's, it's not just struggles. It's now, it's now so bad that, like, Jeffrey Lurie, there was a report that he didn't show up to the game or he left the game well, frustrated. Yeah. And there were a few things. I know there were conflicted reports of also he was going home just because it was Thanksgiving. Well, and I all think that they're
1: – see, that one, I, I get it. You didn't need to throw in there that he didn't go to the Browns game because he was frustrated. Right. He, he could have went – just as easily been frustrated. I, I that 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 was that was a padded clickbait thing. The guy the guy was going to see his mom for Thanksgiving. That's why he didn't go to the go to the damn game. But if he's not if he's not frustrated, we all know that right. he is. But but I'm, I love that those reports are coming out now because that was one of our big questions of last week. That Thanks. all of this stuff we're talking about. It all, it all, it is all up to Jeffrey Lurie to to make the decisions, and he is the one that knows all. Where and you're going to see where his allegiance are, and since he is the he is our fly behind closed doors, and he is the guy that he'll he'll let you're going to know from his decisions, you know who was who was not who was not doing the right things behind closed doors, and maybe whose power he wants to strip away, and maybe who he trusts, and it could be everybody. You could see him clean house. You know, but it's not going to be Carson.
0: You know, it's not going to be Carson. It will not be. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not sure what it's going to be uh, because, like, and, and we see it here. I'm. I'm reading Bleeding Green Nation, and you know, it's the report. Jeffrey Lurie frustrated, and the Philadelphia Philadelphia's owner appears to be losing patience. But that's the question: Is who is he losing patience with? Is it with Howie Roseman in the roster? Is it with Doug Peterson in the offense? Is it with his franchise quarterback not playing well? Like, that's the question: Is who is he losing losing patience with? And we do know certain things about Jeffrey Lurie. We know he likes offense. We know he does. We know he's made that change. He got Andy Reid with offense. Chip Kelly was brought in here because he was innovative offensively. Doug Peterson was an offensive coordinator from Kansas City under Andy Reid's tree, brought in here and they move up to get a franchise quarterback. We know that Jeffrey Lurie wants offense, and especially in a league that is very offensive heavy. You have quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes playing well, uh, Lamar Jackson last year winning an MVP, You know Josh Allen in that offense is playing so well, and he's seeing the way offenses are in the league right now, and I bet he is very frustrated with the fact that his offense— and especially his franchise quarterback, has been the worst, one of the worst in the NFL. Like, that—that that is frustration I know he has, but who is it frustration with? Like, is it with Doug Peterson because he didn't get the offensive coordinator that he should have? Yeah. Or is it because I know they, they wanted to get an offensive coordinator, but Doug Peterson didn't want to give up play calling, didn't want to give up certain duties that an offensive coordinator would obviously want if brought in. So it, it's just to me, he's frustrated, and I think he's frustrated mostly with offense. So... Who is he going to take it out on? Like, Because it's getting to that point, right, where it seems like Doug Peterson sounds like a guy who maybe he's not going to get fired but thinks it now. Uh, it, Jeffrey Lurie seems like a guy who's frustrated and will make a move at the end of this season if this doesn't turn around at all. I mean, like, there's going to be some move made. I just don't know what. Like, that's the only thing I don't know what Jeffrey Lurie is going to do. I know he wants offense. I know he wants to get rid of somebody, but who? Who is that?
1: I, you you know where I stand with it. The most glaring, the most glaring mishaps, and the most obvious whiffs and misses. It's it's the team. It's the guy that built the team. It's the guy yeah. that built the team. Those are the most obvious whiffs for me because you know it's it's a broken record for me. And and sure. He could hold Wentz accountable for this and that, but I think you said it last week, like what the hell happened to Carson? Yeah. What I mean, and if I'm Jeffrey Lurie, this guy that everybody said it was so sure, giving him a hundred and some fifty million right, dollars. just was, even last year was putting up great. What news. in the flip happened to him? What'd you guys do? And and like sure, I think that does fall on you know, Doug. Doug. He needs an offensive coordinator. It's not. I hated it. I hated it from the start. And I listened to everybody, and they're like, "Oh no, you know, Doug. Doug's he's the guy." But I was like, "But it's still. It's a lot. It's 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 a lot. It's it's way it's way too much for one guy to handle, especially especially in a city where he has all these other obligations for media days and all this stuff. It's a lot. It's a lot for him to handle. H- handling being a head coach. Handling being an offensive coordinator, calling the plays, and also having to speak for his team. It's a lot. And and I think he's learning that, and he looks flushed. He looks, he looks like he's 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 you know he's kind of slipping a little bit, but I still stand by him as a Super Bowl winning coach. Not three years ago, that he can do it if he is able to find a guy that he could entrust like he did with 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 Frank Reich. And if he does that, then I think he he can still be one of the best coaches in the league. He just he just bit off a little more than he can chew. I think right now, absolutely did. And, and but but as far as how he goes, time and time and time. I don't like name, name something he's done that's worked
0: out. Um, Maybe Jerry Roseman's done. uh, Yeah, aside from Garrett Blunt, we a few draft picks, maybe like Josh Sweat was okay. Uh, Miles Sanders, but they don't use him. Uh, But other than that, yeah, like Jalen Rager, I had to say, is a miss, but obviously they had the opportunity to draft riger or Jefferson, and it looks like that was the wrong decision taking Rager over Jefferson already. And, and it know, even it goes like, back and forth, John. I mean, like it's like, just him being too cute. He obviously is, is too cute every single year when drafting, and it hurts them.
1: John, JJ Arthaga Whiteside is 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 it's it's a it's a shame, it's a shame, it's a shame, and it's a waste, and 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 it sucks, and it sucks that. You know, it, a lot of this blame gets thrown on Carson with this, that, and whatever, and and some serious building, some some serious building blocks were missed uh, in the last couple of years, all because of this guy trying to trying to think that he's you know smartest he, guy in the yeah room. It, well, that that he's trying to to you know be be the best general manager and like oh nobody would have ever thought to do this when. Come on, man! You, you you put DK Metcalf next to JJ Arthaga Whiteside, and, and I, I don't have this job, but I I know who I'm picking in the backyard. You know what I mean? I know who I'm going to pick as my my first receiver in the backyard. And
0: yeah, so <sighs> I, I think the thing you were mentioning with Doug too is you said there's a lot on his plate, and obviously maybe stressed out with you know getting bad draft picks, uh, getting players hurt constantly, or players getting hurt constantly, uh, and. It seems like Doug Peterson. Now, this was another report. And I'm bringing all these up because last week was bad. That was it. Like, that was the game where if the Eagles didn't win then – or a couple weeks ago and then last week, you know, you have to win that game. It's got to get a little bit better, and it didn't against Cleveland. It just keeps getting worse. And now there are – it was a Jeffrey Laurie report coming out. Doug Peterson having odd press conferences where he's saying Carson Wentz is my quarterback today on Wednesday and then going back at the at the end of the press conference saying yeah he's my quarterback starting quarterback this week like it just is so many mixed signals and then of course Friday I think it came out or whatever it was that Doug Peterson is unhappy and wouldn't totally be unhappy if he ends up getting fired. Like, does that sound like what? What is this all sounding like to you? Like, and, and I don't know because we're trying to look and read I, between the lines because they're never going to tell us what they actually think. But with the way Jeffrey Laurie's acting, with the way Doug Peterson's acting, like there's something going on. Well, you
1: know, right i am no, I, I, I'm not—I'm not patting myself in the back here, but I, I've been—I've been talking about this for almost a month now. They, Doug doesn't doesn't like Howie, and Howie doesn't like Doug. I mean, I, I mean, I—I I really, this is even starting to to solidify. You know my my theory as it is. Even going forward, the more this stuff comes out, there's a struggle. There's clearly a struggle. I mean, there's things that Doug wants to do that he's clearly not allowed to do because it's going through Howie and up to Jeffrey and Jeffrey down to Howie and Howie down to Doug. That it's 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 obviously there's a power struggle going on. You know, obviously, and and it's and it's and it's flying. D- Doug is not. Doug does not have control. A hundred percent control. Uh, as a head coach should on game day of of what of what's going what's being put out on the field and who's to be playing and who's to not be playing, and you're and you're even seeing some now finally out of nowhere Jason Peters is going to go to right guard why why is that why is that all did you see that report yesterday or whatever yeah yeah I, but I mean, but no but then all of a sudden he pops up on an injury report out of nowhere. Is he, right. is he starting tomorrow at right guard? No, he's starting, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and the reason why he's starting was said because Lane Johnson is now out for the season, which obviously is a big deal. So he's moving him to right guard to help out with Why does he decide to do it now, though? Because he wants to help out the right side with whoever it is, <laughs> he
1: could have did that. He could have did a I, month I, ago. I
0: know, but it's it's the difference is that Lane Johnson could hold his own at right tackle. The
1: difference is that Jason Peters is a Howie Roseman guy and a Jeffrey Laurie guy, not See, necessarily a Doug Peterson guy.
0: Look, I I don't I don't know. Like I to me, it makes a lot of sense why you would. move are not Jason feeling Peters that, now, but you're not feeling that. I'm not though? feeling that one. There's a lot of other things um, that that. Um, Kind of show me that there is dissension, and it all starts, honestly, with the draft. Like, we keep going back to that. Howie Roseman's not good at it, but what Howie Roseman tries to do in a draft and what he tried to do this year in getting speed, and that's nothing but speed, and then Doug Peterson, week one, still rolls out 12 personnel and doesn't use that speed at all. Like, he doesn't just want to use it. He wants his offense to be 12 personnel. Well, he didn't, 12. Have,
1: well he, didn't have the, he didn't have the players to do that, though. Deshaun was hurt.
0: Right, I but I don't think Doug Peterson wanted to. And I, I think that's also another reason, not another reason, but it's, it's kind of known that Jeffrey Lurie is looking around the NFL and sees high-flying offenses, and the Eagles are these two tight ends, really slow, 16-play type drives, sure. and he doesn't want that. That's why they interview guys like Graham Harrell, who is the uh, offensive coordinator at USC, but he's a Texas Tech guy. He's an air raid offense like Cliff Kingsbury is. Yeah. And so they want to bring that into the NFL because that's what's going to start being in the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury is just the start of it. Uh, but a guy like Lincoln Riley, who is better than Cliff Kingsbury at it, that's the that's the kind of guy teams want now. Uh and Chip Kelly was thought to be that, but obviously was a huge fraud. But that's what that's what these teams want. But it just seems like Doug Peterson doesn't want to do that. He doesn't like spreading out three wide, four wide. He likes two tight ends. Uh, I wish he would run the ball in it, but it just seems like he likes to have a slow, methodical pace. And I, I don't know if Jeffrey Lurie likes that or Howie Roseman wants that. And that's where I think the dissension is. This The Jason Peters thing... It's it's weird. I think Doug Peterson, and this is probably the fault of all three guys in the organization, he's probably a little bit loyal to JP, and he wants to have him out and left tackle. But with Lane Johnson being out, that's why I think he's moving John, to my guard.
1: Uh, what, what, what I'm going to bring up, I mean, you could maybe talk your way and tell me I'm wrong with this, but Doug's game plan going into the Super Bowl. What was our offense like? What did we have? We we didn't have any burners. We didn't have any burners, right? What did we win with? We won with we won with a stout ground game and possession receivers that can make big time catches.
0: Well, tight ends. I mean, and, 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 well, that Zach was my that was my yeah. that was
1: my third thing. That was my. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And Zach Ertz. So why why go away? Like we want more speed. We want the speed. We want the speed. We want the speed. I can see where Doug is having his like behind the clock. I can see where he could be kind of having like a pride thing. I was like, well. That's not how we that's not how we, we won the whole freaking thing. And it was even outside that that's when you can take out the whole quarterback controversy or whatever. It was a game plan. Did Frank Reich had a lot to do with it? Sure. But still there it wasn't that speed thing that you're talking about. It was LeGarrette Blunt and it was it was Corey Clement and it was and it was possession receivers and it was Zach Ertz taking over the game. And that's his offense and that's how they won it. So then why why make all this big switch and then bring in a thirty four year old Wide receiver that plays six games a year and say this is this is your this is your office. Well I think
0: that was the problem. Is they tried to fix it at first with Deshaun Jackson. And that was stupid, and that's how hell of a
1: it was stupid. I, I, I of, of John, it was nostalgia on our part. Oh, Deshaun's coming back. Deshaun's coming back. We knew we had nothing. We knew we had nothing.
0: But also, it just at a, at a certain point, it just stopped working. To me, you know, it's it think things can work out, but you got to adjust. You got to adjust to what the league is. And granted,
1: I think we, we always forget to bring up who's the guy from uh the Niners that he he opted out uh Marquise Goodman. Good one. Yeah, yeah good one. He well, he opted out. So okay, I'll even give him that. That, that was part of your game plan too. But would well, he really have made that much of a difference as well this nah, year? Yeah,
0: he's uh, he's. I'm been sorry off to cut the, you off, but no, I, he's been off injured. Uh, I, yeah, I was injured. I was
1: thinking about that too. I knew they brought somebody. But else I think San, what whatever.
0: they've seen though is the past two years they've been trying to do the similar thing. It's very slow offense. Carson Wentz had a seventy percent completion percentage in 2018. And they were just finding out it doesn't work. Like, it just wasn't working as well as it used to or in 2017. And now they're seeing every offense in the NFL now that is, yeah, there are power running games like uh, the Titans with Derrick Henry. Uh, you have uh, – Who are some other ones? I know the Cleveland Browns run the ball a lot with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but they're looking at other things like Kyler Murray and his his big playmaking ability and getting the ball downfield. Even Tennessee with Derrick Henry, they are trying to pass the ball more because they know they're going to need to, and they have the wide receivers to do it in A.J. Brown. The Seahawks completely away from the running game with Chris Carson, who was great last year, and now Russell Wilson throws 40 times a game because – That's just the way they know they're going to have to win games. And even Buffalo now. Buffalo had a great defense last year. They ran the ball, and now it's just let Josh Allen loose because that's how you win games. And so I I think the offense just isn't meeting their expectation. But, again, I don't know if that's – whose fault is that or who Jeffrey Lurie is going to pin that on. And and that's the whole thing here is just who he – what he sees and who he pins it on, whether or not – he doesn't see the talented player, so he goes with Roseman. He sees an offense that is slow again and doesn't move the ball much, whether that's Doug Peterson he looks at that at, or his franchise quarterback and saying he doesn't have the talent. But I don't know. And and the things from you know, the from people that I, I know, you know, kind of know things about the organization like Barrett don't Brooks.
1: Don't name drop Barrett Brooks. I knew it. Yeah.
0: Well. <laughs> <laughs> but like he he says that that Jeffrey Lurie's guy who probably still has a lot of faith in Carson Wentz, uh, and that's why Carson Wentz. Well, I hope so. He's just, yeah. You know you don't you don't
1: just pay a guy all that money and not have it. That's why I'm saying don't don't, don't yeah don't fall in love with the idea of Carson going anywhere because I don't think it's going to happen.
0: No, I, why should it happen though? I just I just don't get that part about all of this. Like this guy was so good last year. he's having a very bad year. He's having a bottom ten QB year. But I, I don't get why we don't think it can turn around, and maybe not this season, but if you put the right pieces around them, why it can't be better. Now, the problem is I don't think the right pieces are around them, and I don't know if the coach is the right fit. I just, I I don't know. I, I, I'm I, questioning all of this, and the window of opportunity with Wentz is maybe two more years after this season, and that's about Two more it. years
1: and a coach and a new coach?
0: That's the thing. I don't know, because if you go with the new coach, how long is it going to take for that new coach? If you get a new GM, how long is it going to take him to clean the gutter and get you, this roster? Do you think and Carson and Doug get along? I do. Me, I think they get along. Me
1: too. Me too. I don't think, I don't think there's any rift between because those I, two. No,
0: because I don't think it's, it's that like, Carson goes into each week lazy and doesn't work on things. I think he's a very smart dude. He's very aware of what's going on. I, yeah. It's just, look like, with anything, it's just trying to work out of a, a funk, and sometimes that's really hard to do. And that's what I think Carson Wentz is trying to work through, and I don't, I don't know how long that's going to take, or if, if he can ever get out of it. But I just. I think he's in a funk, but it's not like Carson Wentz goes into each week and doesn't prepare really hard or doesn't know what he's doing. Right. Like I feel like Carson Wentz can read a defense fine. It's just now that when he sees it, he hesitates when he sees it and doesn't pull the trigger. Well, I think right fifteen
1: away. interceptions will do that for a man.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, getting your ass kicked every week and
1: <laughs> Well that that too. I mean sure, like being a quarterback, he you know, he talked a little bit about that too. It's a tough job. I I I'd never want to do it. I never want to pretend that I, I even know what it's like, you know. But it's it, and it's much like I'll say even even talking about Howie's job, I'm not going to pretend that I know what it's like to to find talent. But I'm starting to get to the point now where you know, benefit of the doubt is gone, and I would much rather go into next. I would much rather go into the draft as Carson Wentz as my quarterback and a new person.
0: Right? I think I than think, the other right. way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah and then okay, I got Jalen Hurts. Once and still once drafting. you move on from Carson, then you're basically in a rebuild stage yeah. because. Let's get one thing out the window right now. Jalen Hurts is not the future of any football team, and he's no. not going to be the future of the Eagles. And hear about this. And Jay
1: white Whiteside is Tom Brady is not going to make him look good if he went to the Bucks. Right. So, you know what I mean? So it's it's a, it's a bust. It's a bust. It's a bust. It's a bust, and it's not his only one.
0: Right. And I, I just, I think if the one thing that would tell you that this thing's going to get blown up is if they move on from Carson. That is the last straw. That is pulling the plug on this entire thing. I think it's wrong. So when so people want Carson wants to go, I don't think they understand the, the repercussions of that or what that actually means. It doesn't just mean, oh, Jalen Hurts is in. We can maybe be a good football team. No, it means we're pulling the plug on all of this now. Uh, the, moving on from Carson Wentz means you are now back into a rebuild phase. You're looking for your next franchise quarterback and then building around well, him. What, what about and a- getting rid of all those bad contracts that you can now use to maybe get some younger players, draft better around a guy that you know uh, it can be your franchise quarterback yeah. if they were to draft a new Quarterback for the future, but Jalen Hurts is not it. Like moving, moving on from Carson Wentz to Jalen Hurts does not mean that the Eagles are looking towards the that, future. Exactly, it means, it means that they're completely done with it exactly. and rebuilding.
1: The it. odd, the odds of Carson Wentz turning this around to being better are far greater yes, than, I, J- than Jalen Hurts being a being exactly. a superstar NFL quarterback. That
0: is perfect. That is well put. Yeah, that is well put. Like I, I, your odds. That's what, what I try to explain
1: months. to people. I'm like, what? Do you want to lose? You're going to lose the same. Like you're going to lose. You're still going to lose. Now it's going to be a different way of losing. If you put Jalen Hurts in, yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna save this team. He's not Nick Foles. If Nick Foles was still here, no doubt. Okay, let him let him go in there. And, try. and I know you won't agree with that. But if Nick Foles was still for a Carson, game or two, Chip, like, Well, if Carson was struggling right. like this, put Foles in and see if he can go on another run. Right. But this guy has there's no background to prove that he could even change anything. Mm-hmm. And if if anything, it's it's just gonna it's gonna like like you said, it's just gonna make things worse. It's yeah. going to make things worse, and even what Doug said, it's a bad message. It is,
0: yeah, It's well, a bad message. Doug was the one that basically said out loud, without completely directly saying it, but saying that it would send the wrong message if I benched Carson because I think Doug even knows if they have to move on from Carson, even he knows this is going to be this is going to be a long rebuild. Like this, wow. this isn't going to change, and that's what I don't get. Uh, like that's the question: What do people think happens when Hertz comes in? Like what what happens? Like. Is he going to get them to the playoffs? Is he going to make them a good team and you build around Jalen Hurts? Like, is that really what we think is going to happen? And so, when everybody's like, oh, bench Wentz," even if it's for a game, no. Because you're not only sending a wrong message, but you bench him for a game, and now you're putting a lot of doubt into your franchise quarterback. You're putting a lot of doubt in your fans that your franchise quarterback isn't any good, which they already think he isn't. And then, it's just basically you move on from there. You're just done with him. Yeah. That's, and I don't know why that can't that that message this, isn't going. This through just, the just this just even like there's there's no future with Jalen Hurts. I don't care how think you like how good some people think it'll get. It won't be. He'll maybe win you a game or two, or he'll maybe I don't even think he'll sneak into the playoffs. He'll still lose a bunch of games with him in, but it just doesn't get good enough to where it's worth. It's, benching Carson for it just isn't worth it's it. Still,
1: even showing you that drafting Jalen Hurts was the dumbest, was a waste of time. Waste because all you had, I mean, you could have just went okay. You needed a backup quarterback. You just paid Wentz all this money at, at fifth. Was it fifty three overall? Second round, 53rd 53, 53 pick. With yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think you're right. So you get you get an, I, I'm not I don't I I, don't, I forget who was available then or what they were touted to get if it was linebacker in that point, but I think w- what's what we were yeah linebacker, for, a, linebacker a cornerback or wide receiver wide yeah. receiver all those things that we could have gotten and these these are guys that can develop through a camp and then can make a an impact as you're seeing throughout the NFL that these these playmaker weapon guys start, start making an impact immediately. Jalen Hurts, drafting him, has done nothing but leave a huge hole in an offense that needed help this season with a pandemic and with injuries and with they needed those and extra, extra guys to come in a platoon. We didn't need a backup quarterback. We could have just as easily went and got Andy Dalton and had him backup Carson Wentz this year, like guys like that are supposed to do. OK, I, I mean, I, you don't you, like it's, it's just such an odd position to, to have to to have a, a second string quarterback that is in training for a yeah. guy that you just paid for your franchise quarterback. And I know he gets hurt and still blah, blah, blah. But even even going into a season where you're expecting to expecting greatness and you're expecting to be winning the division. yeah. And, and then you even going on the theory that you have a quarterback that often gets injured. Why the beep? Why the beep would you think that Jalen Hurts would be the best solution for a quarterback that always
0: gets hurt? It was a terrible solution. And the only way you would justify it is saying, well, he could be a franchise quarterback in the future. But everybody knew, and there was there was never, I think, a, a expectation from any team that was drafting Jalen Hurts on their scouting report said future franchise quarterback. No, it was good enough backup, could start some games in the NFL, be pretty good. That guy is not your franchise quarterback. The only way you justify that second-round pick is if you think you could develop into a franchise quarterback, which I think we're seeing right now. The way they're using him and the way they talk about Hurts, that he's not anywhere close. He is not anywhere close to being a franchise quarterback. And if that's the case, then you just wasted a second-round pick.
1: You know what would make more sense to me? If people were calling for Sudfeld. That would make more sense to me than calling for It would. It It would make much more sense to me because the guy's been here. He's actually started an NFL football game. Right. And he, you know, in the the preseason games, he's looked okay. You know, we actually have something on him. You know, it, it... Hertz doesn't even have that. He doesn't even have the preseason. He didn't have a preseason. He has none of it. Like if you're call, I'm sorry if you're calling for Hertz, guys. I love you and and I, I respect Philadelphia, but it makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense to put him in. It does. It makes zero sense. It makes zero sense.
0: It doesn't. Uh, again, there's there's consequences of doing it. I don't think it's good, but that's it's all the reasons why that and one, Howie Roseman should be fired. But two, that draft pick was awful. It was just an awful draft pick. If you draft a second-round quarterback, you're doing it under the impression that he will eventually be your franchise quarterback. It seems like the Eagles have want no part of Hurts being a franchise quarterback, and they want Wentz they want to try everything they can to get Wentz to back where he is because they know that he's the franchise quarterback and he's the better quarterback out of the two and he's the one that if he turned things around and he was playing well he was the one that can get them to the playoffs and beyond but the problem is that they drafted a quarterback that didn't help Wentz at all now he's actually hurting Wentz more because these conversations are really dumb that they keep having every single week and that Doug Peterson even has to think about well how do I use Jalen Hurts in this. All because of a He's quarterback that's to. never going to be better than Carson Wentz or a franchise quarterback for the Eagles. That pick did absolutely nothing for the franchise. Nothing. And it, that was the one that maybe you kind of realize that if you go to Hertz, and it's funny that they would draft this guy in the second round and he would be the one that symbolically, if he were to start over Carson Wentz to tell you that your future's over. Like that you, that you just pulled the plug on everything. Yeah. Like that would be the last straw, not only for Carson Wentz moving on, but it would be for Doug Peterson. I think it would be obviously for Howie Roseman, but Howie Roseman's the one that made the pick, and that could symbolically be his big downfall and, and the, the move that ultimately gets him fired when Jalen Hurts starts over Carson Wentz.
1: Like you like but like
0: Howie was on an island when he made this pick. He, 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 you, I think so. You know, he definitely
1: turned to, to Jeffrey and Doug and went, guys, trust me. <laughs> and they, they were like, okay, fine, man. We'll see how this works out. Guess what? It didn't. It didn't work out. And and it's and it's a busted pick, it's a wasted pick. I can't wait for Jalen Hurts to you know to go be a backup in Baltimore or in or you know or in uh you know wherever the hell for the Cardinals next year or something. Right.
0: I'm like and I'm fully aware that this could eventually like blow up in my face or something. But it's how confident I am in that I don't think Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback, and you're going to see that early on. No. It's, Jalen Hurts will not have a long 10-year starting career in the NFL or even a five-year starting career in the NFL. If he starts even a year, you're going to realize that the guy is not a franchise quarterback. He's talented. He should be on the field at times, maybe if a team utilizes him correctly. But everything that, that Doug Peterson has done so far uh, with Jalen Hurts is speaking volumes about where that guy is in terms of being a I hope
1: we're wrong. Okay, I hope we're wrong. I'll I'll still sell. I mean, it's not like I'm saying like if Jalen Hurts comes in, we wanted to roll well with him. Oh my God! I'll, I'll sit here and say, well, this is why I don't do this.
0: Right? <laughs> I I guess yeah, but and then
1: you have to throw your hands up and say, well, you know what, man? Sometimes you get lucky. I don't know. But it's 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 like I but said. But is it
0: ever is it ever going to be that they're even confident enough? Because I don't think they're confident in Hurts right now. At no all. They if, they are they're telling you that out loud. God,
1: if, if if Jeffrey if Jeffrey Laurie even had a had a, a glimmer of right, watching yeah, his practice that yeah, yeah. that kid might have something. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that's why they're not calling for anybody else. You so, know?
0: so that's why as well, in that, okay, Jalen Hurts comes in, plays a little bit well, wins him a couple of games. Do you go in the next season? expecting to build around Jalen Hurts. And you can build around him, and you can build a Super Bowl winning team around him. Not with I don't Howie. think that's ever going to. Well, I don't think that's ever going to be the case. I don't think that's ever going to be their mindset. Like it's just, I don't think you can ever justify. Okay, he played a, well a couple of games. You know what? He's the quarterback for the future. Let's actually build around him. Let's 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 build a team under the assumption that Jalen Hurts is our starting quarterback for the next three years. You're never going to do that. And by the time it does work out, if it ever did with Jalen Hurts. The moves that you already made are are all gone in about two to three years or have aged or will not be here. So then you have to go all over again. The timing of this is wrong. Jalen Hurts is never going to be the franchise quarterback. And literally, this comes down to over and over again that your best option to be successful in the next two years is to have Carson Wentz in there. And if he's not, you pull the plug and you just blow the whole thing up because it's not worth it. It's not worth building around Jalen Hurts because you're going to waste a lot of time and you're going to realize he can't do much with him because he's not talented and, enough and you you can't make enough moves to make that team good enough. And, and, and here's, uh,
1: here's a question, maybe you're we jumping a little too far. Is, is there a quarterback in this upcoming draft that you think is, is worth that?
0: I mean, other than the top, I'm I'm not too sure. Like, well, you can't rule out the top. I, I, we're gonna be pretty damn
1: close to it. So I we mean, will, it,
0: but we're not going to be close enough to get uh, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Uh, those two are going to be maybe number one, number two in this draft. Uh, Sam, we're saying
1: we can't be number one and two.
0: No, well. <laughs>
1: John it's really not that far The the, the number (laughs) two maybe but right now
0: uh, They moved from the 19th Spot because they had they were in the Top spot in the NFC East but now That they are not they are now in The eighth overall pick spot Which would be enough to get a really Good player like if you're doing mock drafts A guy like Micah Parsons from Penn State Would be probably that selection And he is a He's a franchise changing player or at least Defensive changing player an absolute Game changer but Again, if you're going to make that pick, that means you're trying to build. It can't around be Howie. It well, can't, yeah, be Howie. can't be Howie. Howie. <laughs> that I mean, yeah. That that obviously. I'd rather Howie go out and
1: throw a pass today than, than draft this year. I'd rather Howie go out and play on the field, suit up, and and, and be the third string quarterback. I really would. Yeah, than but go out there and draft. but
0: that would be that would be your draft pick, and I don't know if again that's that's good enough. Like I j- I just I'm not sure that you can build around this team around a quarterback that's not Carson Wentz because. Carson Wentz is 27 in the prime of his career. Obviously, not playing well, but if I think, you know, if they had the players, he'd be better. It's just that he's the one that's talented enough to, if you make a, a couple of moves and this things get things get better, then he's the one that could take you over the top. And you, Jalen Hurts is never going to do that. And you're not, and you're it's not, so pay, and
1: you're not paying his favorite his favorite receiver, which is a proud. That's I guess that's a conversation for another time. You know that he, Carson's best receiver and the best tandem that he has is in Zach Ertz, and you're not paying the guy. Oh, yeah. No, and then, and then you whiffed on every single other uh, attempt to get him a receiver to grow with, which never happened either. So, I, I'm I'm sorry, man. That's it, it's it is it is it is wasted wasted two years uh, on on bad. Actually, not even worse than bad. Horrible, horrible wide receiver. Wide so,
0: while we're on Jalen Hurts, this can kind of segue in a little bit into the game on Monday. Uh, there was a report from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, who I will admit I'm not a big fan of. He's had a lot of wrong reports. <laughs> uh, he has. He's just bad. Uh, but there's he's saying that Jalen Hurts has gotten more uh, first-team reps. He's not going to start on Monday, but they're saying that he is going to be in a little bit longer. They're going to extend his time on the field, meaning not a full series yet, but they're going to play him for two or three plays in a row. That's what they mean by extending and playing him more. First of all, that's still half fast it, and it doesn't do anything for the offense. And second of all, Doug Peterson, then, I think, came out today in some kind of, uh, if, if whether it was a press conference, I don't know what, but he said that, no, actually, Jalen Hurts has gotten the same amount of reps he's gotten every week. So, I don't know if Ann Rapport got it wrong. There's a very good chance. But this whole thing, again, with the way the the quarterback situation has been talked about, is very weird. Like, it's, it's very weird to be hearing this. And I know Doug Peterson probably doesn't want to give out his entire game plan. But I also, I mean, I, I don't know what to believe in whether or not he's actually getting more first-team reps. Just... Like this, Jalen Hurts experiment. Um, uh, and talking about week to week now, not the future, but playing him for two or three plays, I still don't get it. Like, why would you do that? I just still, I uh, still don't.
1: Obvi- obviously, if if he was the weapon that we thought he was, he would have done something by now, mm-hmm. right? Something. And 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 this is what's good for the goose. Like, oh well, he's not getting the right. He they're not calling the right place for him. The people are thought that Hurts enthusiasts. They're not calling the right place for him. Hmm, that sounds familiar you not you don't have the right offense around him. Oh, okay. So what about the guy that has to run the other 98% of the plays, you know? So, because he doesn't have the guys around him to make these plays successful. I don't know. Um, but the Hurts experiment, this whole thing coming out. But what I just I, I I read a little snippet of the headline and I just I didn't even give it the click, man, because that kind of that kind of crap unless I hear it from Doug uh right from him saying, you know, Matthew we're going to turn to Hurts a little bit more and you know see what the kids got then fine but stuff like that well, <laughs> come on
0: come on right man. i i just don't know like you really
1: need you really need to have for that to be credible like you need to have somebody in the, in the freaking room you know what i mean Yeah, so I, I, and
0: I and the thing is it doesn't make any sense because you're not throwing the ball with Jalen Hurts at all yet you're playing one of the worst if not the worst pass defenses in the NFL why yeah. why would you be all of a sudden going to Hurts in that situation. I just, I I don't get it. And so Monday, look, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't know what to expect Monday. I'm waiting for some kind of turnaround. I'm waiting for Carson Wentz to play a little bit better. Obviously it's not happening, but they are going up against probably the worst defense in the NFL. And they're finally making some moves. Enjoy My- Jordan Mailata at left tackle now, and Jason Peters at right guard. Where
1: are we at in Philly? We're in Philly, right? It was just in Seattle.
0: Uh, I think it's in Philly, actually. I think you're right. I, I, for, we, it's not for lack
1: of now. With, with with COVID, I really don't pay attention to. Home yeah, and away. it's it's
0: sometimes hard to really care that they're home and away. But yeah, it's it's in Philadelphia. Okay. Well, that's so, yeah. well it's supposed to be pouring down rain all all day tomorrow. All day. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great't that awesome <laughs> yeah no, that's just lovely wonderful yeah uh, I, I don't know man. I don't know either I, I like, the, like th- yeah. this game is is so hard to even gauge from a perspective of the Eagles because you you see the advantage you see what they you see what teams can do against the Seahawks it's just trying to figure out whether or not the Eagles can find a way we always do seem that. to we
1: always seem to find a way to make make a team's strength uh, their weakness be their be, strength be their strength I mean, Baker Mayfield, you know, turned into, you know, Peyton Manning and, and Mike Vick all in the same time during that game last week. So,
0: well, Daniel Jones, yeah, it looked like. And Daniel like Jones, that, the same yeah. thing, you know. <laughs> oh, God, that's going to. If Daniel Jones can run on the Eagles, what do you think Russell Wilson's going to do?
1: Well, it's, it's like I keep saying, man, like, like you said, I, I'm like, we're waiting for Carson Wentz. I'm waiting for that game where they just show up pissed off. And not to say, like, I think the defense kind of did that last week. Uh, you know it always just seems like that you know they played a nice sound game and what I keep saying is that they're just going to break our heart like like when we need it most when we need to stop the most and I know Carson cost them nine points and we would have won the game handily without that but but I don't know it just it just seemed like when 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 the chips were down you know on the big plays the defense just you know just I don't know yeah well, so on to talk about it yeah
0: it, <laughs> I know and the, the opportunity is there to pass the ball. It's, I mean, do you think they can? I, I, I don't know. It's just, and, and that's the hard part again. Like, I, I started this saying that it's, it's hard to talk about this each week because it's the same problems over and over again. They have no passing game, they cannot pass the ball well. And it's a multiple reason of things. Like, just get out of your head right now, that those that think Carson Wentz is just the, the reason why this passing game's bad. Like, you were even hearing from Mark Schlereth last week. All of it's not good. The offensive line wasn't giving him any time. Right. Carson Wentz would make a read, but he wouldn't be able to make a throw. And then the other side of things, the receivers wouldn't be running the right routes or running terrible routes and not getting open for Carson Wentz. Yeah. Like like Schlereth was saying, and I think we've been noticing it each week, the entire passing offense is just a, th- a load of crap. There is nothing good about it. The receivers aren't running r- good routes. right. And not getting open. Carson Wentz isn't playing well. The offensive line isn't giving him any time. And you throw that all together, and it just leads to what we saw against Cleveland. And I don't know if that changes against Seattle. Like, why isn't Travis... (laughs) It shouldn't. No, it it shouldn't. (laughs) In theory. (laughs) But but is this a game where Travis Fulgham gets back on track, and then all of a sudden we're falling back in love with him because he's been really quiet the past couple of weeks? Yeah. He can absolutely get open on this team if he's good enough? I mean, and we thought he was, but is he good enough to get open? Is this a game where Jalen Rager, whose snap count's been going up, his target rate's been going up, does he all of a sudden have a big breakout game against what is a bad defense? And, again, if Travis Fulgham has a a good game that he hasn't had a few weeks or Jalen Rager has that breakout game, then obviously that means Carson Wentz is also playing pretty well if that were to happen. And so, I I mean – D- does that does that happen? I, I mean, it obviously can, right? Right.
1: <laughs> I, I guess yeah, and and, and anything's possible. And <laughs> <sighs> <When> you, <laughs> yeah. I, I I want John. I want it to happen so bad. I'm just like every week that goes by. I'm losing my, like I, I'm I'm thinking now that if if there isn't some kind of plan in place to, you know, to to try to like they said they're going to simplify the offense, which okay I. So that's kind of above my pay grade. I'm not really sure what that means, but okay, uh, you're going to simplify the offense. You're going to make things easier. Um, that's great. Uh, I want to see some kind of drastic change that feeds more towards maybe the little glimmer of things that might be working during practice <laughs> that you yeah. can put on a f- uh, an NFL football field and have some su- some su- success with. Uh, I haven't seen that. I've seen a lot of trying to force feed, force feed, uh, you know, your own. You know what? What you the way you want to play the game right. as opposed yes. to the way the yeah. game is what the game is giving you, and I want I just I just want to see maybe I, that's what I want to see. I want to see a drastic change, uh, in play call in 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 plan of attack, uh, in game plan. Like all those things. Like you want to see that they're not just giving up or being too stubborn and not changing. That they're not trying to think outside of the horrible box they were stuck in, and now maybe a you know, a fresh new look. And if that is letting Jalen Hurts, you know, instead of instead of running on a on a on a on a play action and actually throwing the ball, then fine, a little bit of a spark the way I don't care. You know, but if it's if it's rolling Wentz out of the pocket more, which they you know, they haven't been doing and I know they don't trust their offensive line to do that, but I don't know. I, I this is why I'm not a coach. I have no idea what it is, but I just know that I'm seeing a lot of the same shit. A lot yeah, of the same shit. Absolutely,
0: everywhere. yeah. And uh, we're not seeing any change, and that's, again, you look around the NFL, and Andy Reid's offense looks different every week. Sean McVay's offense looks different. I mean, look at how many times he rolls out Jared Goff each game because Jared Goff is much more comfortable when he's not getting smacked in the pocket, and so he moves the pocket around for him so he can have a little bit more time in a cleaner pocket. Yeah. It's just all the things that – Especially coming
1: into this game against this defense, like, uh, you know, if – and this is as simple as me talking about a video game. You know, like what, what how do I wanna succeed in this game? I'm gonna to try to get the ball as much as I can to Miles Sanders and I'm and Man. I'm gonna and I'm gonna play action to Goddard uh, when I have to and you know, and I and I'm gonna and I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit quick read slants, you know, inside the twenties and you know, just try to get the ball up to the goal line and, and, and just get some points on the board. That's what I wanna to try to do in this game. So that'll be my game plan. It's really simple, it's really small. Guys, we're gonna run block, we're gonna get Goddard open and we're going to, and we're going to, we're gonna run lots of slants. That's our game plan, especially yeah. if the weather's looking bad. And then if, if if it's as simple as that, is is it really as far of the reach of what my game plan would be for an effing video game? Yeah. Then let me see it. You know, I I don't I don't want to see whatever game that was. when throwing sixty yard bombs into the wind and wounded ducks and, and and all that and all that shit. You know, because it just seems like oh well, this is what we this is what we dreamed up all week. Not planning that the weather was going to be bad. I don't know, man. Um.
0: So. Let's get into our players of the week. I don't even know who we picked last week. Let's again, not even. I picked Boston Scott. Uh, I don't even know who I picked. I picked T.J. Edwards. T.J. Edwards, but Alex Singleton should have been the one uh, because he looked amazing. If there's there's one thing, look, can we be a little positive? Alex Singleton looked damn good last week. I mean, he was all over the place against a team that runs the ball really well. Yeah. And the problem with the Eagles, I think, rush defense has been linebackers have been helping out as much. Alex Singleton was great, so it was great to see him play that way. So, tip of the cap, woo hoo! Uh, so, player player of the week,
1: Mike, for you. I think you're going to be the player of the week, John. I'm going to pick John Jansen. Well, uh, no, the I already uh, no, oh. our, our game already passed. John, right? we are yeah, turkey bowl. John was MVP this year, guys. Woo hoo! Dropping Danny Dimes all day long.
0: Mike Jansen was moving around a while.
1: Yeah, I was. Yeah, it, t- it takes it takes a little bit of coal to get this, uh, you know, to get this caboose going. <laughs> but you know, once once the <laughs> Once you get him going, you know he limps for a week or so.
0: Shouts out to uh, to, to Kenny and our Uncle Red. Yeah, we uh, we had
1: we had we, yeah. had, we had a, a socially distanced, uh, uh, would you say, uh, a chip and putt,
0: or yeah, whatever you, you want to, however you want to. It was uh, like arena football for compared to what we played yeah. <laughs> with, no arena, and with a, no arena and a very small football. Yeah, it's very yeah.
1: <laughs> oh God, player of the
0: game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's a player that you think? I
1: just want one. Yeah. <laughs> I just want – I want a player. I mean, like, move. if you
0: want a big car, I mean, player of the week that – I'm going to – They I'm have, gonna, have a good game. I'm, I'm, I'm just
1: going to – go. I mean, I, I got to go save because I, I, I just need to win one. And I, Miles, Miles Sanders.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to go – I'm I'm going to go a little bit on that path of, of offense as well. Like, Jalen Rager has been – Playing a little bit better each week, Please, they've been involving him <laughs> a little bit more. I mean, can this finally be like the big breakout game for Jalen Rager? They both that we get needed? a touchdown. <laughs> you know, look, and, and if they do, obviously, if Miles Sanders and Jalen Rager are the ones playing well, and you get a couple of touchdowns from from both or, or from them together, then something, then something's happening that's going well. So i I, I would hope. And look, I w- I was thinking Travis Fulgham, but. I love no. the guy. I still think he could be a good receiver. I, so again, I saw. No. I think he will be. Yeah. It's it's just that Jalen Rager was your first round pick. He's been showing a few glimpses. They just need to use him better. By the way, yeah. They need to use him better. Like that's the one thing that Doug is really pissing me off with. Use Rager the right way. Right. Use him. And get him in space the way you're... Why are we throwing wide receiver screens to Greg Ward Jr.? I love Greg Ward Jr., but he should be a slot guy that you do when you need a check down or you need to get a, a quick third and, and two converted. Greg Ward Jr. is your yeah. guy. But Jalen Rager is the one you do screens to and get him in open space because he is that much of a dynamic player. But also, I don't know if he... like. I know he has speed and can be a dynamic player, but he also has to show it. Like they need to, they need to use him in that way, and then he also needs to start making those plays. And if that starts to happen, then this offense, I feel a little bit better about. But
1: I concur. Yeah, I concur, and I also we'll agree. See.
0: so. Um, final score. They don't. We don't win, right?
1: <laughs> uh, for those of you out there, John just made a face I've never seen him make before. Yeah. It looked like he stubbed his toe. Like, like, the, like right on the corner of the coffee table, but, like, didn't make the noise yet. It's like he made that <laughs> face. It was like, you know, like, right when you kick the corner and you have no sock on either. And you're like. Urgh, urgh, ah. uh, That's, we, that is the face I gave We can't pick from the win,
0: right? No. We can't pick from the win how much are we going to pick them to lose by? How
1: about oh, how about this? Since gambling's legal, what's what? What, what are we? Are we three point? It's at under? six and a half now. We're six and a six and a half under.
0: Six and a half point dogs. Yeah, I don't even think they cover.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I haven't. They're gonna they're gonna lose See, by let, a touchdown.
0: Yeah, I was about to say how how bad do you think it is then? Because I think we're both going Seahawks, but but how bad do you think it is? Because if this. If this is another game where, like, they played with the Steelers and Ravens, where they go down big but come back and almost win it at the end, I'm partly. I mean, are you feeling great about that? I'm partly doing this because
1: because I think I'm on a trend of like being really wrong about this stuff. So and, and I don't care that pointing it out might might you know work against me here, but I, I I see it being real bad a real bad loss, man. I see more than more than ten points down, by – I think we lose by more than ten. I think oh, okay. I, I'm just worried that Russell's like we have this incredible ability, like I said, for like for guys to have great games against us. And then having a guy like Russell Wilson come in here who always has a great game against us. I just I I see Russell taking this game over.
0: Um, man,
1: Russell, I think us up.
0: best case scenario. D- DK Metcalf
1: is going to DK Metcalf has a chip on his shoulder with us. Uh, He hasn't he hasn't let that that hasn't gone unknown. He's gonna have a he's gonna play he's gonna come in angry too and that's not a good it's not a good mix. Yeah,
0: and that's another thing we didn't we didn't talk about the defense much, but <laughs> that'll be that'll be interesting to see what they'll be able to do against Russell Wilson in the passing game. Because they haven't been able to create many turnovers, but Russell Wilson's been turning over the ball a lot. So yeah. uh, they, they'll need to create some to help the offense. We can't
1: stop mobile quarterbacks, though. And we make guys no, that aren't really it's mobile be, quarterbacks it's be look like they're mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. And so. that's
0: all due to the fact that they don't have the linebackers for it. So, yeah, Wilson could absolutely torch them. Um, I think best-case scenario, they lose this game, but you're against a really bad pass defense. There are a couple glimpses, you know, with a quarter and a half or two quarters where things look good. You get Rager involved, and you get his confidence even even more up. Uh, I think that's best case scenario. But yeah, I see like a thirty one to seventeen ball game. I'm trying. You know I'll I'll even give him twenty one. I I say 20 one twenty.
1: I'm trying to be optimistic here, and I'm I'm and, and this is even me fighting against being your, your prototypical doom and gloom Eagles fan, which I think I've been doing a pretty good job of. But I know this is such a horrible way to end the E-A-G. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that because, you know, right, how about this? We go into it, John. Of course, we have what we think, but it's, it's almost impossible for us, to, even with any integrity at all, for this little Birds and Bros thing, for us to pick the Eagles this week. It is tough. But it's not to say that when, they, when the game kicks this week that I'm not going to be fired up. That I'm not going to be into sitting it. down and watching. Yeah, I'll be sitting and watching, but I will be, I will be looking forward to a good game, and I I cannot wait to eat crow, and and come back next week for both of us to say that,
0: man, we were really depressed last week, and we were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. i mean But. Just, <laughs> well, yeah, I I think you know I don't think we'll be wrong with the fact that the Eagles are going to lose, but I hope we're wrong in how bad it's going to be. Like I I really. There is a good opportunity here to get, in quotations, back on track. You know what I mean? And that's the only thing I can hope for in this game. And if... That's the case, then I'll come on this this podcast next week with a little bit of optimism. But that's really the best case scenario. But there's a good chance that Russell Wilson throws the ball all over the place on him. Uh, Carson Wentz still has the struggles. Passing offense looks completely out of sync. And we're back here saying the same thing. You're coming
1: yeah. off the what? You're coming off one of the two one of the two days a year that Russell Wilson doesn't work out. So maybe
0: we'll catch him this uh, just a little heavy, uh, just a yeah. little heavy. That's the positivity we're going to end <laughs> on there right there. There, there a little it too is. too That's what I was waiting for. All right, now we. Now now we can give a good bird, um, Shannon. Okay. Russell Wilson ate too much. Yeah, Let's go, Let's go. E-A-G-L-E-S-E-L.
1: Burton. Uh-oh.